from Des Moines, where I am patient zero in the zombie apocalypse, it's the Talking Paragraphs podcast. I'm your host, a man made mostly of breakfast pizza, Daniel Finney. Joining us is a man who shot both the deputy and the sheriff, the world's most dangerous accountant, Memphis Paul. Welcome, buddy. Uh, yeah. You, you got any little chit chat items here to start out, or have we? Well, we just um, hope, hopefully, there are remaining members after shooting the sheriff and deputy of my local police force because uh, I, I meant to pass on my. Uh, Fraud uh, affidavit to them. Ah, it's part of a multi-step uh, identity theft recovery plan. You know, we didn't even put that on the uh, card, but Paul has joined uh, me. Oh, you've joined me in the ranks of people who stole had their identity stolen by yeah. scofflaw scumbags. The difference between Paul and I is Paul is led a re largely responsible life financially and pro possibly intellectually. And therefore, like, stealing his identity could be problematic for him. Like, you steal my identity, my credit rating goes up. But you steal Paul's identity, you know, his ability to do nothing with his great credit rating could be affected. Um, like last last year, actually, I went through a whole pain last year with my identity was stolen, and then it in interfered with me getting unemployment benefits for a period of time. But you know, you just got a bill from a credit card company where you didn't have a credit card. Is that correct? Um. Well, it's a long story, but um... well, you're keeping the time. I've had several uh, services where it's like, oh, are you over in Bangladesh or Korea or whatever using the service? And it's like, no, uh, I'm here in Memphis, uh, Netflix, and um, yeah, I had a bunch of Asian programming showing up, mm -hmm. uh, which is confusing because I do watch some South Korean dramas. Uh, like, are these suggestions, or did someone steal my identity? Hard to tell. Uh, but my Steam account, my Twitter account, I, I don't know what the person does when your twi Twitter identity has been stolen. Start uh, tweeting for the Russian mafia, or um, DMing people for money, or I don't, I don't know what, how that works. Uh, in the received any DMs from you, so um, uh, I'm, I'm going to say all the non-funny jokes that have come out recently, those were identity theft issues. Um, anything that you didn't laugh at, that was that was from Bangladesh or yeah, yeah. South Vietnam. Uh, yeah, for sure. So that, so that was more just annoying, but um, Maybe a week or two ago, my old account 
from my old job, but I still have access to that email. Yeah. Like, oh, you you signed up for Bank of America account, and it it gave an email address to like you know if you you know agree to this, I did send it to them, but that didn't stop me from getting in the mail today some reference to a new account I've opened. Um, so uh, I've begun the process of jumping through various hoops of contacting credit agencies and uh, uh, doing a fraud affidavit and maybe that gets forward on to the police and then eventually the, the company that fraudulent account was involved with they'll get contacted. I've, Bank of America. I've tried calling them each of the last couple of days, and no one's picked up the phone. So, uh, well, you know, you know, we've heard of too big to fail. They're also too big to give a shit. So, sure, like they're one of the worst credit agencies in the world. Like they're hated by everyone. They're like Barclay That's and pro- all those other yeah. assholes. You know, sure. That's probably why they were selected by these uh, scoff laws. If you sure. Put it. They're so uh, bad they'll oh, give credit they'll never, to me. You know, they don't care. Well, and then they won't and they won't pick up the phone. Right. Uh, the well, they had to lay, they had to lay those people off because of the pandemic or you know, whatever. Uh identity theft I used to make fun of more than I do having gone through it because it's a huge pain. Yeah. It, it it's just an it's just an annoyance because Mostly like your banks and the people you actually do business with will just do right by you. But it's these third party entities that are like, I don't know, I got a bill for $1,400 here and your name's on it. And so we're reporting it and we're like, eh, uh, listen, Bank of America, why don't you blow it out your bunghole? We did not uh, like, you know, do some investigation here. I did not. Uh, sign up for this but you know i mean you take the good when you take the bad and so the bad is identity theft but the good is what's the good a keurig has come to your office your <laughs> office this is a good bad wait yeah. this is a good and bad of living in a modern society that is uh, yeah, the mod- yeah, like on the one hand, you know, people are trying to steal your money and steal your uh, yeah. re- credit rating and whatever. On the other hand, you can have a cup of coffee that tastes like Dunkin' Donuts. Good. With one um, press. Okay. One, one press with a button or? Uh, yeah. Or press like a French press. Well, I expected you to carry that bit because you're the one with a Keurig machine. I took a bite out of a cookie thinking Paul was going to pick up the baton on the Keurig machine and carry it forward. I don't know how these things work. I don't have one. I don't know that I've even ever seen one. I think you put these little things in them and then you run, 
you run the hot water through it and you get you get the thing that you want in your cup but but you're the guy who actually has access to one which we discussed this week by all means means, here's the baton i'm handing you the mic do it Uh, it's a redemption story there was a lot of chatter at my own workplace Mm -hmm. about coffee yeah uh which I'm when I'm at work, it's like let's let's get some work done. Let's not uh, let's cut down on the sociability. Um, so we got this Keurig, which was another coffee machine that led to a lot of chatter. But uh, that initial chatter phase has given rise to uh, just making coffee, and um, I. Went out to my local um, big box grocery okay. store, which wasn't a high V. Uh, we'll get into that later. And uh, bought a small quantity of uh, Keurigs and uh, I think it's Keurig. Throw that little throw that little bad boy pot in and uh, mm-hmm. press the button. Pick the right size, and voila, delicious coffee, morning, noon, or night. Uh, so it's it's a uh, it's redeemed itself from a chatter topic to delicious coffee. Yeah. But what I, uh, what Keurig flavors did you get? Some Hawaiian coffee company. Really? Yeah. Wow. The description it, of the coffee. It's, does it tastes like uh, Hawaiian punch. Some coast. It's not, I don't know that I would call it sweet. Um, you know, we, we talk often about my uh, uh, lightest flavor sensation of alcohol. Uh, yeah. This isn't as good as that, but it's still caffeine mm-hmm. and uh, still an experimentation. Uh, so I'm, I'm adding this to the mix of. Uh, what was the old segment? This is more coffee talk, uh, like the old SNL bit in the last this this week in gin and tonic. Yeah. Uh, this yeah, Paul Paul's drinks. I don't remember what the segment was. Yeah. We haven't I done it for a while Kenya. because you, I think he settled down. Yeah, I think Kenya has a. a uh, a supply of coffee fields, so this may uh, appeal to our Kenyan listenership, which we have yet to um, find out anything more about. But for listening, we're waiting to hear more. Are are we uh, are we I done mean, with the Keurig? Is that all we have to say about the Keurig? Uh, yeah, it was it was. Uh, <clears throat> I, uh, it was a redemption story. I, yeah. I was down on it and now, now, uh, I'm positive about it. Uh, as, as I experiment with, uh, with different brands, I'll, uh, perhaps share more. That's it. That's, yeah, that's all I had to say. Well, uh, that was disappointing. I really, I expect to get more out of that, to be yeah. honest with you. Yeah. 
Uh, well, it was a small, much, much, much like the Kurog itself that delivers a small but potent in well, I'm looking at our data right now for listenership. And of course, we're most popular here in the United States. Uh, yeah. The Kenyans have apparently abandoned us. Uh, after after they after they got all the information. Oh no, here they are. I apologize. Uh, they have fallen off quite a bit. Uh, but the Nairobi pro, uh, pro, province does oh. does still churn out a couple of listeners. Is that uh, the capital, Kenya? I don't. I'm an American. You think I know? Uh, what's sad about this is that we have we have a number of Iowa listeners, a, a few in Washington, Ohio, Minnesota, California, uh, what have you. You know what we don't have? Tennessee. We, we don't have any Tennessee listeners. I like that. It, it <laughs> yeah, you can say whatever you want. You can, you can right. say whatever you want. It doesn't matter. Uh, that's that's how it's going to be. Uh, so anyway, this week, our top listeners are from uh, a place called Hesse, H-E-S-S-E, Germany, and also right. Thuringia, Germany. From the uh, world of the world of listening, I, I don't know that we say anything about Germany. We probably do. It's for that matter. It's probably not that complimentary. Mm-hmm. But still, uh, I mean, I think the most we've said about the Germans is that they are an efficient people. Yeah, but there's uh, a there's a fan. <laughs> Supporting group of Arsenal in Germany. Oh um, yeah. Well, we've got a we've got a big um, big selection of Canadians. British British Columbia is ringing in with a few listeners. Ontario, Quebec, Alberta, Manitoba, and Nova Scotia. Mm-hmm. We're reaching the far reaches. Long, long, long nights on the open plains of Manitoba. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, once you've killed your polar bear for meat, you know, yeah. uh, I'm I, pleased to see this. I the trust. Irish, the Irish have uh, rung in, although we don't have enough data on them, so it's not very much. Uh, the the Irish have at least stopped by, an un Irishman probably drunk, looking for another. Uh, <clears throat> reason to celebrate sure sure um the united kingdom uh, has come in uh with just england uh registering yeah yeah sure they're here for your sometimes india uh is in there these are these are uh maharish harishta Rajasthan, couple more uh, national capital territory of Delhi, Delhi, 
and a few more yeah. that if I pronounced them, I'd be canceled. So, uh, or attempted to pronounce them. So, uh, we've got a Russia listener. I don't even know how that's possible, right. but uh, the Philippines with more places I can't pronounce. And Austria, Vienna, Austria is uh, is with us. I'm, in, I'm surprised we have those. New, New South Wales from from Australia has has come to see us. So it's the, surprised. We don't have actually that many listeners in total, and yet they're spread around. We're 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 starting to average close to a hundred listeners per podcast, Paul. Oh, well, there you so, go. So that's that's um, exciting. When we get to about, rocket ship, if, if we ever actually put any time into like planning the show, mm-hmm. maybe do some writing of jokes <laughs> and stuff, yeah. and and thinking about it. One, you would stop because you won't participate in anything that's. Um, organized yeah you hate not work related but you you hate fun things that have rules and i do (laughs) like you don't want to play wiffle ball with ghost runners or anything like that so what's a ghost runner you don't know what a ghost runner is is he the robin the the moon knight's batman Basically, in wiffle ball, if you only got three guys, ah, okay. uh, what you what you do yard wiffle ball is one guy pitches, mm-hmm. one guy bats, and the other guy fields. And the mm-hmm. guy who fields, you know, he can catch it. You're out. And if you had enough guys, you could throw the yeah. you could throw Ooh. the ball. If you hit hit the guy he, mm-hmm. with the ball, he's out. Or if you throw it to the basement, oh, yeah. they're out. Yeah. But usually what we would do is just have ghost runners. Like, oh, that's a clear hit. Uh, yeah. You know, you got a ghost runner on first. But when we played uh, with you, when it was you and me and Tyler that one time, you were such a, yeah. I mean. Dongs. It was. It was. Yeah. It was like watching Andrew Jones in the first game of the 1996 mm-hmm. World Series just. Yeah, first at bat, bong. You know, second at yeah. bat, bong. All, we, all I think we played where it's like, depending on where the ball landed. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's ground roll double or whatever. So this, this ghost runner concept, is this standard? Is this the like the Wiffle Ball League of America that they use ghost runners? Or are they no. more professional than that? They, they have, have just people. more. They have more guys. They, I'm not sure exactly how. Yeah. I think it's like three or four guys they have on a team. Like obviously yeah. you're hitting, yeah. And then they have like maybe two infielders, or maybe like like a first baseman and a third baseman, and like yeah. two outfielders. And like one of the outfielder plays yeah. kind of toward second base. Yeah. And then the batter, you know, and then the pitcher. And the yeah. and the pitcher just throws ludicrous, unhittable nonsense. And the rule is, worse. yeah, there's no there's no catcher. So like the rule oh. is, 
if it they have a like a thing made out of um, PVC pipe. Is there a net? Oh, uh, is there a netting behind to so that you're not having to run back to retrieve the ball? Uh, sometimes there's walls. I mean, these are like played in, you know, sections of parks or. Right. Usually the usually the pitcher has like nine balls on the mound. You know, yeah. and the pitchers are usually like Here. the ones the ones that you see in in clips on the internet. They're they're throwing right. ungodly things like. You know it'll. Here's my. Yeah. It'll spell the guy's name before it. The rule is if it hits. The PVC pipe or inside the little tarp there—that's yeah. a strike. No matter what yeah. path it that, takes to get there, that feels more like cricket, where yeah. the guy pitches and there's a guy and if it hits whatever the wood structure behind them, that that means something. I don't know the rules of cricket. And I don't think anyone does, but if no. it hits that those pieces of wood behind the batter, the batsman, yeah. as it were. Yeah. It means something. I think here's my next out. question. So, well, my hold on. So then, question. like, one time I watched one of these pitchers get two strikes on a guy by throwing behind the guy's head and hitting the bat. Right. Uh, <laughs> which, you, if you hit the guy in the head with the wiffle ball, big deal. Because uh, you don't get the base. Yeah. If you get hit by the ball, you don't get the base. It's not... Because you're not oh, injured. Yeah. Um, so, and there are a lot of home runs. There are a lot of Paul Russells out there just jacking it mm -hmm. into the trees or over the chain link or whatever. Yeah. I um, I have watched I've watched these guys on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok so much that I would rather watch wiffle ball than regular baseball. Right. Well, you're getting into my question. All right. My question to you, Dan, is uh, as baseball becomes less and less popular, right? when do they start stealing ideas from wiffle ball? I mean, they've already like, oh, let's change the size of the bases, and you can't shift anymore, and um, uh, so, you know, you can't scratch yourself. Pitcher, uh, has, to, pitcher has to stay in three innings. Uh, they're working towards a pitching oh. clock. Yeah. Yes. Um, uh, I don't know that baseball is smart enough to steal from a sport that's fun. Mm -hmm. I, I think they're only dumb enough to do things to wreck yeah. their own game. Yeah. Because they're, they're just so arrogant slash stupid that I don't see them like making a decision that would help the team. The only, I mean? the only, yeah, the only popular thing I've seen in the last few years is uh, Albert Pulvos returning to the Cardinals. I think mm -hmm. that'll be popular. I don't know that he'll play well, but I feel like uh, he'll get a round of applause. And uh, I'm rooting for him. Me too. Uh, as someone who's gotten older and maybe not actually doing as good a job, and he's like he's still in the job, it's like, hey, that's a role model for me. Uh, I I, I kind of root for Tom Brady in the same way, even though he's doing a good job. It's like, yeah, here's an old guy still. Uh, right. 
uh, helping out. And sadly, we're older than both of these guys by like half a decade, but <laughs> we're not we're not that much older than Brady. Isn't he like forty five? Uh, yeah, I don't know. He's quite he's a bit close. older. Than, we're older than Pujols on his. No one knows how old Pujols uh, is from. He's from the Dominican. His, uh, well, I mean, on his on his registered uh, birth certificate. Yeah, based on what he's told us. So yeah, I hope Pujols does well. For uh, the Cardinals, uh, I think they're only yeah. going to use him as a DH and as a right. specialist against well, left-handed pitchers. Well, that's one of the new rules. Everyone has to DH now. Yeah. Isn't that right? I, I haven't really followed yeah. it. I mean, as much as I used to love baseball, everything about baseball now is stuff I hate. Like – when you talk about the Yankees, which is my team, we're not talking yeah. about like, oh man, how many dingers is Judge going to hit this year, or who who's going to be the third starter? We're talking about like, well, you know, Hal Steinbrenner doesn't want to spend that much money, or you know, Hal Steinbrenner thinks this is a uh, good investment, or whatever the hell. And I I don't want to talk about that stuff ever let alone yeah. when it comes to baseball. So yeah. when, and now it's like, now we're changing the rules that we've always played by, like all the stuff that I had to do in little league, yeah. you know, and learn about like, well, we're not doing that anymore because these, the algorithms have wrecked everything. So congratulations, yeah. math nerds. You've taken something well, that was fun and interesting uh, and you've turned it into this just horrific uh, here's, here's, monster. Yeah. This is the, it's a Frankenstein situation where it's like we're going to continue to improve the game. You know, and now you're starting I to like, play God. I like a Frank Furrier. Yeah, I don't think they even uh, sell those. It's probably he, the, other, the other thing is like the, they're building new ballparks with betting houses in them. But Pete Rose isn't in the Hall of Fame. Shoeless Joe Jackson isn't in the Hall of Fame. It's just all this constant, constant hypocrisy and fuckery. And I just, uh, I have very little time allowed right now for recreation. And if I'm going to watch a four-hour baseball game, mm -hmm. for God's sake, it should be entertaining. What you might not understand is... um, Hal Steinbrenner had early access to a uh, study commissioned at the University of Pittsburgh that um, if you win a World Series, yeah. all they do is um, open up some champagne courts and spray you. You're still all, all that money you had to pay for the players. So it's, it's just better to have the money. Well, that's not even fun anymore. You know, you the guy yeah. wins. They win the World Series the now. Yeah, everybody's wearing goggles. You know, imagine only, Babe, only... imagine Babe Ruth wearing ski goggles after winning the World Series, or Stan Musial. Get out of here. The only person, yes, the only person who should be allowed to wear goggles is Chris Sabo. I think. I think <laughs> right because he, he started out that in. way. Right. Uh, uh, yeah, he yeah. wasn't winning. 
I I I think that the reporters who are covering this, if they want to wear a rain slicker, you know, that's fine. <laughs> Did they do that in the um, in the locker room? Yeah, they they do interviews while the the champ. Well, they used to. I don't know what they do now post COVID. But they used to do the champagne celebration. Um, but I don't think I I don't think they've done anything since. Yeah, I don't know if I've seen one of those locker room celebrations in a long time, but it's hard to remember. COVID, COVID. Whatever, who cares? Um, baseball sucks. <clears throat> so Keurig has come to Paul's office. That was what all of that was about. It was. It's all Keurig. Paul is in love with the film Coda. Well, the Oscar-winning best picture. That's not true. Are you Why? saying I'm lying? You're saying, I'm not, uh, you're saying I'm not telling the truth? You keep the best pictures out of your fucking mouth. Something uh, else I'm uh, a fan of. You keep uh, the best picture out of your fucking mouth. Uh, I, this coda may actually be a good picture. But what I don't like about it is um, it's like the hours, which was about uh, early spin in this literature. Then there was monsters where they they took two attractive women and put makeup on them so that they were less attractive. Uh, Cena Ricci and Charlie's Throne and whatever that picture was where they were dancing around in Hollywood. This Hollywood love stories about Hollywood. La La Land. I just, yeah, I just, I just want to see a movie that's uh, like, oh, I like that movie. Win Best Picture, like. Uh, uh, you as I don't know anything about Coda, and for the fun of it, we're not going to talk about the plot of it. But no, I will say this: like Independence Day, that yeah. was fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, but we're we're getting further and further away from a movie that's like oh Jurassic Park or uh, summer blockbuster type movie like no we're that's uh, we can't pat ourselves on the back for uh, for that so uh, what's the point? Right, you know, I made this comment in my column for the oh. Marion County Gazette. I, I, I said, uh, excuse me, the Marion County Express. I said uh, that uh, ben, that uh, both uh, Tom Holland and Benedict Cumberbatch were Best Actor nominees. Oh, yeah. but they didn't. But it turns out it was not for the film that I had seen them in, Spider-Man: No Way Home. Oh, so okay. Apparently, there were in other movies that were more worthy yeah. of the the Academy's uh, attention. Uh, yes. The, the the Oscars, which is now like more than a week ago, and no one really cares. Mm-hmm. The Oscars hold no interest to either of us. Uh, but we both 
kind of like movies. I, I think we don't like movies yeah. a lot. It's just our lives have changed and we don't have a lot of, you know, it's not like you can Beat. knock off at three in the afternoon and spin a VHS the way we could <laughs> back in the day. Well, there's no blockbuster video to stop at on the way home. Right. Um, right. The, um, we, we, I, I was the initial person to subscribe to Entertainment Weekly. You were. And uh, I canceled that. You, you got it and canceled it. Um, uh, I now, I it's no, now it's no longer published. Now, now the, uh, yeah, they, they stopped publishing it as a print magazine, or they're yeah. going to here pretty soon. So, uh, I'm just, I'm just saying the the fandom of of movies yeah. more than the movies themselves has uh, been in decline for us personally. Uh, well, we used to do before we even had the podcast. We used to go over the Entertainment Weeklies, like fall movie preview or summer movie preview. We go over it like movie by movie and sometimes their writing was overly precious and sometimes it was overly well i can't say what i want to say there but at the end of the day you still learned a lot about movies even if it was just there's a movie with tom hanks out and it comes out in august you know you learn that kind of stuff well i don't even know where you go to learn that stuff now um and I'm I'm not all that interested. Like I, I keep track of the Marvel movies and the other comic book movies because that's my jam. But when it comes to are you running a Keurig, Paul? Uh, I, heard, I heard a Keurig being run. Yeah, I'll have um, about 20 seconds. I'll have a delicious cup of coffee. That's how hey, that technology works. Some hazelnut crunch, count chocula, <clears throat> Minnesota flavor. A, there was a count chocula cup, Keurig cup on the burger shelf. I just think I would have gotten that. Well, you know, uh, yeah, just in honor of freaks and geeks. Sure. Or did you did you ever see freaks and geeks? I, I don't remember that scene, but uh... it was one of the episodes where, like, the nerdy kid with like the big glasses, and he was the nerdiest of the of the geeks. He went home and like it was just to show how lonely he was. Like his parents. Both his mom and dad worked. He was a latchkey kid, and he goes home and just puts on cartoons and pours a giant bowl of Count Chocula. Am I interrupting your afternoon here with this podcast? Paul, are you there? I'm here. Oh. Uh... Are you, are you taking a dump? Is that what's happening here? What, well, how would you guess that? I don't know. We just suddenly went quiet. Yeah. 
I'm not familiar with this uh, uh, scene from Freaks and Geeks. Okay. Well, what were we talking? We were talking about that flavor of pure on coffee. We were talking about the movies. Oh, it's been something we enjoy, but the Oscars is kind of becoming more and more pretentious as Entertainment Weekly has become pretentious, and some of these award shows. Uh, I would say to their detriment, this whole. um, I don't. One of these honey boo boo things where it's like, oh, this thing happened, but I'm not pursuing knowledge about it because it, it's not going to entertain me. But apparently, something happened between Chris Rock and uh, Will Smith, and it's continued to rumble on with more coverage that I don't care about. But your, I think your theory was that this was something that was like. The Oscars were trying to uh, um, rig some kind of a contentious moment to uh, create a controversy so that someone would would pay attention to the Oscars happening, which makes sense because they also had these like, oh, 50 years later, it's the cast of uh, Godfather. Here's the people from White Men Can't Jump. And so, you know, it's like all these movies from 30 to 50 years ago. Right. People actually like. Uh, like remember when this was fun? Uh, yeah. Uh, it's not really my thing. The, I used to watch the Oscars for the clips because I lived in a small town. And oh yeah, we, we didn't get um, a lot of. We didn't get we we for a while we didn't have any movies, and then they rehab the um, Rialto. <laughs> no, that we 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 rehabbed the uh, whatever it was called, the Iowa theater. And then we would get first run movies maybe a few weeks after they came out. But um, the the uh, the the so I would watch for the clips. Because then I would have at least something I could talk about for people who'd seen some of these other movies. It was more true for like Siskel and Ebert's show. Oh. I would watch the yeah, clips. Yeah, they enjoyed. Yeah, they enjoyed the Oscars. They would get dressed up. Sure. To do special shows. Uh, yeah, they would. Yeah, they would wear their tuxedos at at the movies. That was the name of the show, I think. Um, did, did you did you have blockbusters? So it's like, oh, well, this 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 movie won. So in three weeks it'll be at the blockbusters, and I'll. We had small town or, rental chains before. Sure. Right. Uh, blockbuster. But fair enough. Uh. So there were. There there were. Yeah. You know, 
there were definitely um Once. Yeah, I mean, we did, but we didn't. I never went to get Oscar movies. We get we went to get horror movies or shoot 'em up movies or whatever. We were kids, but the Oscar the Oscars did allow you to see a lot of the stars all at once, and there were movie clips, so that was cool. But but now we have a we have fight night which I don't think we're allowed to talk about. I don't, I don't even know what that is, but. Uh, no, I mean, my, it, I uh, mean, it, uh, at the Oscars, we have fight night at the Oscars. So. Oh, yeah. Well, um, but I guess uh, I had one semi-serious reaction to the Will Smith, Chris Rock moment. Yeah. Uh, I, I kind of follow these finance people or geopolitical people so things will happen in the world and then they'll weigh in on it so that's uh ukraine russia conflict like oh we've we've done all these sanctions and then the guy that's the russia expert like well that's great but these people are used to deprivation yeah uh so it may not have the same impact as if it happened in America. And it's like, well, I think that's true because uh, they they seem to be getting on with things, and, and we can't handle a, a fake fight that happens on our TV set uh, without uh, flipping out. Yeah, our whole culture is designed to flip out, so. Mm-hmm. That is a problem. Yeah, we did. We're built. To, we're we built did. to flip out. Um, we're we're going to have to make a decision, I think, culturally about whether we're going to have comedy anymore, because comedy involves yeah. making fun of people, places, and things, and situations. Yeah. So, if because you can always find a reason not to tell a joke. Like, you, yeah. in fact, most of the reasons uh, to t- uh, are you wouldn't tell the joke. So we're going to have to be, just, we just need to decide, like, are we going to um, have comedy anymore or not? And if not, then we yeah. should probably just um, just stop with this if you know what i mean like we should just stop um having comedians and having them do stuff because people people are enjoy being offended much more than they enjoy laughing yeah uh that's not true for me but uh that seems to be the case now and all of the people seem to be pushing some kind of agenda anyway. Like, you know, Stephen Colbert on the late night or the late show or whatever it is, the, the CBS Letterman's old show, like his whole yeah. deal is um, just constantly 
talking about uh, politics and Congress, and before that, it was Trump, 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 oh, Trump, Trump, yeah. Trump, 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 Trump. And it, you know, yeah. I go to these like I go to these shows to get away from that crap. So when they're all on that all the time, I, I just I don't know. Everything becomes I I become overwhelmed a lot easier than I used to. Um, and I don't know if that's because there are more ways to be exposed to something than there, than there used to be, or if I've just become more fragile or some combination of all of those things. But well, in the there end, there is more, there is more content. That is true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, in the loosest possible definition of content, there is more of it. Um, it, it, this is all Ted Turner's fault because he invented the lie of the 24-hour news cycle. There is not, in fact, a 24-hour news cycle. There never has been. It's just he decided that he was going to have a 24-hour news network. And when the yeah. half hour, 45 minutes of actual news was over, he had to fill the rest of the day. And so he just well, kept repeating the same stuff over and over again. And then he put in then he started putting in like same, dim, dimwits same like with ESPN. Sure, yeah. There's not sports 24 hours a day, right? So they just have speculation programs. So there's gambling programs 24 hours a day, right? The markets close yeah. and open earlier we'll than talk, the banks. So, well, we'll talk about Asia because they're open, but yeah, see. QVC, you can shop 24 hours a day. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that was true. That That's now true. Um, that's now true with the internet. You know, like I can fire up my uh, yeah. uh, browser and head, o- head over to yeah. They- What's the credit? What's the number on that credit card, by the way? I just want to, not that I'm going to run any charges up, but there's a line, a phone number you can call 24 7. No one's answered the phone so far, but that is a move. That is a popular move among companies, companies, especially the big companies. They're, they're too big to fail, they're also too big to care. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's a quality move on their part. I, I respect it. We haven't done so, a damn thing on this card here. We're at the halfway well, point, at least. Like, are we 45 no, we, minutes in? We, we did the Oscars. We talked about yeah. the grocery stores. Talked about yeah. the... the the baseball weren't these on the card? You got no, the card. Baseball wasn't on the card. Baseball, we but I'm glad we talked about wiffle ball and baseball. I enjoyed that. Um, let's talk about some intensely local news. And in, in a and this is completely on you. In a controversy around artwork at the concourse oh. in the Memphis airport. Yeah. So tell me about this. This is like your. This reminds me of your. Maybe we shouldn't have comedy anymore. Yeah. Basically, 
we have an old airport, and they fixed it up. They gussied it up, and part of the gussing it up, they um, put in some artwork. You know, you're like walking from one concourse to the other concourse, get to your flight, your connecting flight. There's artwork there. And one of the art pieces was a Elvis who was Asian. The, I don't know if the artist behind this work was also Asian or what what the inspiration was, but they took it down. The um, the airport governorate's body, uh, and then this created a, a big backlash, and uh, uh, the the artist was sought for comment, and then they brought it back, and then the they explained their decision and said, oh, we were never opposed to any of this, so why'd you take it down? I don't know. I feel like uh, they regret just not being like, oh, we've got a new concourse. Let's just put up some gray paint, like a doctor's office, uh, just drab walls, and uh, yeah. uh, avoid any avoid any kind of controversy. You know, what? I don't Let's think you would have noticed that there was art on the walls if this hadn't become a story, because you'd just be thinking, oh, I'm in, started in New York and I need to get to Milwaukee. My connection was here in Memphis. I'm not looking at anything except where's Concourse B. I think they should just shut the airport down and stop letting yeah, outsiders just, come in and out of there. That's yeah. part of the problem. Uh, secondly, yeah. I have some questions about this Elvis. Was he like an anime Elvis? Was he like in with like fast action lines around him? Was he emerging Elvis? from a Pokemon egg? Was he doing some kind Elvis. of judo kick or something like uh, Lupin Three? Was he a vampire like Vampire Hunter D? Uh, or was this Elvis. some kind of was this some kind of Elvis Akira? type situation, like a real master bees, or more of a Elvis mm-hmm. Astro Boy. I mean what what kind of what kind of Asian was Elvis? I I'm gonna say part of the popularity of Elvis is that it's easy to mimic. All you have to do is have that pompadour hairstyle. Yeah. Sideburns. Something and with the, wide lapels and yeah, a jumpsuit with spangly yeah. stuff on it. Yeah. Curl one lip, swivel your hips, yeah, and you've nailed it. So, I mean, they had a show on the Cartoon Network for years called Johnny Bravo, which was basically blonde Elvis. Oh well, great. Yeah, Uh, talked like Elvis. You know, when it left the air, Scandinavian people sued them for. Having an issue with their wait, wait a minute, can people I, sue based on their race now? Is this a new thing? I, I'm guessing so. Because if so, I think the Irish would sue the hell out of us for St. Patrick's Day yeah. with a bunch of just random white people, freckled white people, wandering around looking like the worst drunken stereotypes of the Irish. I didn't, ever. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't make up the legal system. I'm just quoting. Fair, uh, fair enough. Quoting my my local newspaper. Fair. 
your I local think, your I local free were, giveaway newspaper. They so Elvis is kind of easy to caricature. Yes. Um. So I think it's just like, oh, here's some Elvis like features, and then the guy was maybe uh, yellow skin or Asian features. I don't know. I don't know how this became an Asian Elvis, but they took it down. And that the artist them, Asian. Uh, horrible. That you know, I talked about that, and my answer was, I don't know. Oh. Is, um, Are you saying I'm not listening carefully enough? I don't know that I care. Well, I don't care, and you weren't listening, so hopefully you don't care. I, I don't. The, the only way that that the only way that that changes anything, Paul, is if the mm-hmm. artist is Elvis and he interpreted Elvis as Asian, then you then it, it, then taking it down is actually racist. I would, you know, I'd be interested if Elvis was still alive. You know, like yeah. Graceland people that think he's alive, and he was the one that drew this, and it's like. Oh, why'd you take this down? And I go to see the artist, and it's actually Elvis. He tricked everyone. He's still alive. I guess he'd be 112 <laughs> now. Uh, that would be inter- more interesting. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. I remember Carson making jokes about uh, Elvis being alive, or people believing Elvis was still alive. There, there were a couple of things that always struck me as odd about that. W- one was what about Elvis's personality led you to believe that he would live quietly? Yeah. That he would live just a quiet, simple life away from yeah. uh, away, away can, from the, the public eye. At, you know, back when people would get the Guinness Book of World Records and it's like, oh, here's the world's oldest man. He's, uh, he's in Osaka and he, you know, he exercises every day, eats raw fish. You know, that's not Elvis. Uh, he's not someone that you would suspect to live to 125 due to his health regime. He, he would be 87. I just looked this up. He would be 87 oh, if he were still yeah. with us today. There, Again, there are failed me. No, it, it's not that. It's just so much. It would be possible <laughs> that he was alive, uh, but it's possible he wouldn't remember he's alive. Yeah. So if he's that quiet, if he's if he's alive, like Marilyn Monroe would be closer to a hundred, I think, at this okay. point, because you know there were people who believed she was still alive. There was all the uh, no one who's cool during a certain period ever they wouldn't believe that they were dead. Like there was this idea that Kennedy was still alive, hiding out in Cuba, that was floating yeah. around for a while. I mean. John, I don't know about his brother, if his brother got the Robert. same wish yeah. or not. There was also, I think there was an, an older brother, too, who died. And Yeah, he died before John, though. John went served in the military. He was the one that the bootlegger, the big Kennedy, oh. wanted to be president. Um, but yeah. he died in some kind of accident. I don't Kennedy's die in, in any number of ways. Like, you know, Ted had a stroke. That was the most normal way to die. But like one of the Kennedy offspring, like they were playing football on skis in the snow and one of them ran into a tree. Well, you know, I don't know. I don't know what to, 
I want to feel sorry for you, but I really can't because doing that is stupid. So they see, they seem to be uh, uh, prosperous uh, in terms of uh, fruitful. That's the word I'm looking for here. Oh yeah, they multiply. Uh, they do. I don't think they're. Good, I think we're running out good. of them, though. So, I, I think we're. I think we we're are. running out of them. To be honest with you, uh, the, at least from like, because technically, Maria Shriver and Arnold Schwarzenegger's kids are mm-hmm. somehow related to that line because it's they a Sergeant are. Shriver. But I don't. That's all like blue blood stuff that I don't understand. Um, so maybe anyway, like, so I, you know, I don't know. I don't know who gets to have the fake afterlife where you're, where you're you're, spotted. If you're you're honored at the Kennedy center, you become a Kennedy, but that helps. uh, (laughs) I think the the supply. I'm not a hundred percent certain about this, but I think David Letterman got Kennedy Center honors, and yeah. so did so did uh, Led Zeppelin. So those so guys he, are all Kennedys. So his kid, that's right. Those offsprings. <laughs> so him, uh, like his kid Harry, is now a, a Kennedy offspring. Yeah, Letterman's kid Harry. And however many however many kids the band mem- surviving band members of Led Zeppelin have, yeah. they're they are all they're oh, yeah. all Kennedys now. You know who's not a Kennedy, Paul? You know who's not a Kennedy? Know. Moon Knight. I think yes. Moon Knight. Yeah. Moon Knight is not a Kennedy. I uh, uh we both watched I, this show. You watched it before I did. In fact, you knew it was out before I did, which is rare. But I've been super busy with school. Yeah. Uh, trying to learn how to be a teacher. And oh, this, uh-huh. so, yeah, so it came out on the Disney Plus, which yeah. I think is a service you bogart for me, which is fine. I do. I don't know that I've watched a lot on the disney plus yeah and it's odd that, that this would be uh, you know there's probably like 20 marvel movies i haven't seen i, I didn't watch loki or winter soldier or, uh, uh Star a lot of Mandal- i did I, that's right so i've watched those uh there's probably a season of ha- and a half of mandalorians i haven't watched or more yeah. uh but i uh I do have a soft spot for this Moon Knight. I like the Lemire, the Jeff Lemire yeah. art of the Moon Knights. That uh, was the one where he was wearing like a suit and tie and a really tight mask. Yeah, that was a good one. Very, uh, he was like black and white and everything else was in color. Oh, well, I like, I like the idea behind this of him, you know, having multiple personalities and mm-hmm. just kind of being on the outs. Uh, I, I'm someone who uh, didn't grow up reading a lot of comics. Uh, sure. I, I, I kind of like Ghost Rider for the same reason. He he kind of feels like he's on the outs. Uh, you had, but, uh, if I recall, a collection, a black and white reprint collection of Ghost Rider comics 
from the 70s. Yeah. There are a lot yeah. of fun comics from the 70s that are yeah. like what you're describing there, like Moon Knight, you know, Power Man and Iron Fist. There are a lot of, like Power Man was kind of a black exploitation. Yeah. Figure. I, I never really quite understood the exploitation part of that black exploitation because the movie starred black guys. Both black people and white people seem to enjoy them enough to go and make them somewhat of a hit. And people got paid. So I'm not sure where yeah. the exploitation Elvis, took place. Elvis feels like black exploitation because he's white yeah, and made a bunch of money. He stole uh, stole their uh, music. I know. White music. Yeah. But that. Moon Knight, uh, I enjoyed the first episode. I liked yeah. the concept of Moon Knight. I like Oscar Isaac. You know, the thing about it that I, of, the thing about it that I liked and I thought also would have appealed to you is the fact that the story is told from the perspective of one of the identities that occupies the character of Moon Knight's head. Like the main yeah. badass guy is a guy named Mark Spector, who we never see in the first episode, except maybe yeah. at the very last scene. And then, then the rest of the movie is like this ner- kind of nebbish guy mm-hmm. who works at a, a British Europe, a British Egyptian Egyptology museum. Uh, yeah. And you keep running into, he keeps waking up in the middle of some amazing adventure that seems like it would have been a bond film up to this point like there was a hilarious running gag where he was in a uh, like a bakery truck with a giant mm-hmm. cup that was pink with a giant cupcake on the top and yeah. you know like he'd wake up and he's driving this and then there's this godlike voice he's like oh no the idiot's back now and then, uh, you know, then he'd go away for a little while. Then the cupcake truck would be going backwards down a windy mountain path, yeah. and people would be shooting at him. He's, uh, uh, he's smashing a cupcake in someone's face. Then he blacks right. out, and he's got a gun in his hand. Yeah. Things, things have reversed for the better when he returns to uh, his normal life. And then he throws the gun at the uh, pursuers and the God voice is like, did he just throw the gun? Yeah. <laughs> so we don't see... not a smart maneuver. <laughs> we don't see Moon Knight the whole show until like the very last there's a shot of Moon Knight. Uh, Moon yeah. Knight is like Batman, only he's wrapped up in like bandages like uh, a mummy. Yeah. And he's all, all white instead of all black. But, um, yeah, I really enjoyed it, too, if for no other reason than it didn't take a bunch of time at the beginning to tell me what place in the universe of Marvel movies this takes place. Yeah, like, this takes place after, you know, Spider-Man, blah, blah, but before Avengers, blah, blah. It was just like, we're just going to do this show about this very odd character and there's going to be some action and some creepy guys and 
you know, the guy, it was, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Mm -hmm. Maybe more than any of those shows, at least as an opener beforehand. I liked WandaVision fine. Uh, Yeah. It was like a lot of these Marvel shows, I feel like it was two episodes too long. Um, I didn't watch all of the WandaVisions, but I, I enjoyed the start of WandaVision. It's kind of the yeah, idea. where they were they were parodying so, old TV shows like yeah. Bewitched and I Dream of Genie and that kind of stuff. I liked I didn't really get into Winter Soldier, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, even though you'd think I would have, because Captain America's my boy. Um, I didn't get into, I, I watched, what was the other one you mentioned? Oh, uh, Loki. Mandalorian babysitter. No, yeah. <laughs> Mandalorian, Mandalorian nanny is okay. You, you, I have never been disappointed by an episode of Mand- Mandalorian nanny. Uh, yeah. but uh, the book of Boba Fett is god awful. So yeah. that okay. that one character that everybody well, wanted no. to be cool, who was only in the movies for Did like you? seven minutes, but everybody had a cool action figure. Like he's got to have a cool story. Lucasfilm or Disney or whatever, they've gone out of their way to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that no, in fact, he's not cool. He's a tool. And he should have just died in that pit at the end of Return of the Jedi, which I'm not sure you've seen that movie, or they maybe seen that part of it. But could they anyway. could they ruin other things like Snake Eyes or? Um, well, that's not. Yeah, they don't own that yet. But I don't know that they could do any not. worse than. I don't know that they could do any worse than the three GI Joe movies that exist. Like, yeah. the first one, it wasn't real yeah. GI Joe. It was like an international. Uh, commando force that was terrible and then they made another one they were like no we're going to get more like the cartoon and we're going to have different characters but it started the rock so right away we were in trouble and um, then they made a one just about snake eyes which was stupid like in the end like I don't know why they don't just get Larry Hama he was the guy who wrote the comics and he wrote the cards on the backs of the of figures, you know. He wrote the file cards and those were the most interesting parts. That was what made G.I. Joe a better toy than almost any other toy that was around was because you got this backstory about the character. And Snake Eyes, yeah. uh, I watched this documentary, uh, The Toys That Made Us, and the guys at Hasbro who came up with the, the three and a quarter inch figure lines that we played with as a kid, Snake Eyes was just supposed to be like a um, just, he was just supposed to be like a disposable character. Like they'd come up with the other, I think it was 13 characters or what 12 characters. They needed one more to balance out the card. So they just put a generic like guy in there and just said he was a secret. And everybody loved this, that he was a secret. He was a top secret guy. They just had run out of ideas and they threw that guy out there. He became the most popular one. 
but we can't we don't have happy accidents like that anymore because there's some you know mathematician on an algorithm trying to decide what will best attract generation z to to play more video games anyway moon knight was good now this is a movie this you got angry with me when i brought this up earlier but peacemaker on hbo max which you also bogart off me at my uh at my uh, urging uh it's good it's it's silly and profane but it's fun and that's what's missing from a lot of superhero stuff is yeah like that's why i think marvel movies work and dc movies maybe don't it's because they're afraid to be fun this is this is really fun uh john cena curses a lot he does a lot of dumb stuff and i mean there's other dramatic things going on but i am in i I have enjoyed the the three or four episodes that i've watched uh right on with a giant CGI eagle and the the bad guys are butterflies, alien butterflies. Yeah. I don't trust butterflies. So that, that tracks as well. You shouldn't wait, wait a minute. First of all, I want to, I want to dig into that a little bit. What, why don't you trust butterflies? That's like pandas. Yeah. It's too good to be true. It's a uh, um, front. Well, the pandas are, are <laughs> the, the pandas, I understand, because the pandas only want to eat bamboo, which is not that easy to find. And then they refuse to mate. They don't do anything. Right. So my, my rule is, like, if you refuse to mate, like, if you've gotten to the point as a species where you just don't want to mm-hmm. do the primal act of, of continuing the species... Yeah. Then go ahead and just go into extinction. Like that's that's fine. I know you're cute and everything, but I'm not sure that you're much of part of the ecosystem anymore. So just go ahead and be extinct. I don't I don't feel that way about butterflies. They don't live very long, but they are pretty while they're here. And I think they do environmental stuff that I'm not aware of because I never paid attention in that in those classes. They recycle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, they, they recycle. Uh, wasn't a butterfly flapping his wings in Japan causes a tsunami in Des Moines or something? I don't know how it works. Yeah. I'm just telling you. We're, <laughs> so we, we've, uh, we've, uh, we've served our <laughs> We're at the limit of our time then. We are? But what about the first I mean, high V coming to Tennessee? It's happening and it's a bad move. What about That's fraud? Next. What about fraud and taxes? What, what, uh, what about the coming baseball season? Well, the hell with it, Paul. Well, we talked about baseball. We, we did talked talk about, about baseball. It. Well, the hell with it, Paul. There's only one thing to do close the show. Well, Kenya, if you're watching, tell us more. Uh, more of your backstory. All right. Until next time, for Paul in Memphis, this is Dan in Des Moines.
remember to reminding you all to behave and be kind. Whoa. I guess we can close the file on that one. <laughs>